listening to the Faithology Podcast with John Barrett, where you'll hear great ideas, interviews, and inspiration to help maximize your spiritual growth. Hey guys, thanks for listening to the Faithology Podcast once again. I am super excited that you are here listening. I believe that God has brought you here for such a time as this to be able to get some great inspiration in your life, to raise your faith to a whole new level. Listen, faith is a big deal. It's the currency of heaven. Faith is the thing that propels us forward in the destiny that God has for us. Guys, without faith, it is impossible to please God. Listen, we've got to grow our faith, and the fact is the more we grow our faith, the more our opportunities grow around us because we're in tune with God, we're being used by God, we're becoming who God's called us to be, and we're doing what he's called us to do. Guys, thanks for tuning in today, for listening. I want to jump into the content today. I'm super excited about this because I want to talk to you about growing, about growing your faith and being a great disciple. Because being a great disciple is about growing your faith. Listen, we all have a destiny. We all have a calling in our life, something that God has has purposed in us from the beginning. But here's the deal. You don't go to your destiny as though it's waiting for you somewhere. You grow into your destiny by learning day by day. Did you get that? You don't go to your destiny as though it's waiting for you somewhere. You grow into your destiny by learning day by day. Life is a journey, guys. 2 Peter 3.18 says this, Therefore, dear friends, since you have been forewarned, be on your guard so that you may not be carried away by the error of the lawless and fall from your secure position, but grow in the grace and knowledge of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Did you catch that key word? But grow in the grace and the knowledge. What I want to ask you guys today is, are you growing? Are you a disciple that is growing in the things that God has for you? Now listen to this. This is good. Jesus was a rabbi. He was a teacher. That's what rabbi means. I mean, a a teacher helps you. A teacher guides you. A teacher is someone who is there to to get you to where you need to go to help you become all that you are capable of becoming. Jesus was a great teacher, a great rabbi, and what he raised up were disciples. That was someone who was disciplined. That was a student. A disciple means a student, a student of a rabbi. And in our case as Christians, as followers of Christ, we are the disciple of Jesus, the rabbi. That means that we are the student of the teacher, Jesus Christ. Think about that for a minute. Are you a good student? Are you a good disciple? Are you somebody that is truly leaning in to what God is showing you in learning? Because I think that there's a lot of people that they're not very good students, right? Think back to school when you were in in elementary or or junior high or high school, you know, and, and you had all these different kinds of students. You had some really good students that really applied themselves and leaned in to understanding and they grew in the knowledge and, and they were able to do great in school. And then you had other students who just didn't care, right? They, they just didn't really want to do much. I got to be honest with you. I was one of those students that didn't want to do much in school. I mean, I did want to do a lot. I'll tell you what I did want to do. I wanted to sleep. 
That's right. I mean, that was really early in the morning, right? Like 8 a.m. in the morning. I had to go to school. I had stayed up till 3 in the morning, probably in high school. And I just did not want to go to school. So the only thing I wanted to do at school was learn how to sleep better. And it didn't help me get very far in school. That's for sure. Now, I wasn't a terrible student, but I just didn't apply myself. I didn't really and truly grow to the capacity that I could have grown. And, and, and I missed out on so many great things in school because I didn't apply myself. But but I don't know, maybe you were like that, maybe you were a great student, I don't know. But when we think about us being a student of Christ, what kind of a student are you? I mean, are you an A student? Are you somebody that is applying yourself and, and really digging in? Or are you someone that's just kind of coasting through, right? Just, just kind of going through the motions and just doing your thing. Then I want to encourage you today that Jesus' heart for us is to be our teacher, our rabbi. In fact, John 16, 13 says this. Jesus said, but when he, the spirit of truth, comes, he will guide you into all the truth, the Holy Spirit, part of the Godhead. You've got Jesus who said, listen, the Holy Spirit's going to come and he's going to guide you. Listen, the heart of God is to teach and to guide and direct us so that we can grow into our destiny. Guys, life is not about a destination. It's about a classroom. Every day you and I wake up and and when we get ready and we walk into life, so to speak, we are rocking into the classroom of life. We are walking into opportunities around us every day to, to either really do well and, and connect with what God is telling us, or we're going to miss opportunities and not be our best. Listen, God is not trying to necessarily get you somewhere. He's turning you into someone. Now think about that for a minute. It, life is not a destination. It's a classroom. It's about growth. So God is not trying to get you somewhere. God is trying to turn you into someone. He is trying to develop you into all that you're capable of being. He is the master teacher. The question is this, are you a great student? I mean, are you a great disciple of this Jesus rabbi? A disciple is a student. You know, there's an old saying that says, when the student is ready, the teacher will appear. And I love that statement. When a student is really ready to learn, the teacher's gonna appear because they're gonna learn from everything that they can, from everybody around them. Listen, when you go through life as you have something to learn, you'll learn something every day of your life. But if you go through life as though you've learned it all, you won't learn anything more. And it's not because you've learned it all, it's because your attitude has been shut off to learning more and growing and developing. The most successful people in the world and throughout all of history were those that applied themselves to being a great student of life and a great student of Christ. And they've been that kind of person that says, you know what, I'm gonna be the best disciple that I can be and I'm gonna grow every day into my potential. Coach John Wooden, one of our local heroes here where I live. He said this, it's what you learn after you know it all that counts. I love that. It's what you learn after you know it all that counts. Listen, everybody thinks they know it all. Everybody thinks they've got to figure out, but it's what you learn after you know it all that really matters. It's when you humble yourself and you realize that, hey, you don't know it all. There is so much more to know. And the people that get ahead in life are the ones that always keep themselves in a growth mode. They remain a student throughout their whole life. They are truly a disciple 
every day. And I guarantee you, if I sit down with you for a few days and just the way that you talk and you approach life, I could tell where your future is going to go. You know why? Because I would be able to tell whether you're a student and you're somebody that leans into knowledge and understanding and is always trying to learn and develop, or I would realize very, very quickly that you're the kind of person that just thinks they know it all, or you've stopped and you've stopped growing and you're not, you're no longer interested in learning and leaning in more and more. I love to be around the older generations. I love to be around the ones that are always leaning in to more understanding, more more of, of an ability to grow themselves and get better. I love that concept. So what I want to ask you is this, are you growing? You know, the other day I, I was out and I was doing a big leadership conference and I was teaching all these entrepreneurs and leaders about success and leadership principles and all this stuff. And I got home that night and we all had dinner with my family all around the, the table. And my daughter, Zion, she was real young at the time and she said, Daddy, what did you do today? And I said, oh, baby, yeah, I, I went out and I taught a bunch of leaders about leadership. And she started laughing at me and she said, Daddy, they're already leaders. <laughs> <laughs> and she thought that I had like talked to the wrong crowd, right? She was laughing and she thought, Daddy, you messed it up. You were talking to leaders about leadership. You, you, you spoke to the wrong crowd. You know, and I think we get that sometimes. We think that, that once we get something that we've got it and we no longer need to grow it. Kind of like, why would I be speaking to leaders about leadership? Well, obviously they're leaders because they know everything about leadership, right? No, of course not. Nobody knows everything there is. That's why we've got to remain growing every day. The truth is, is that when you get something, that doesn't mean you've got it. It means you now have to grow it. Let me say that again. Once you get something, that doesn't mean you've got it. It means you now have to grow it. Think about it. In Matthew 25, the, the parable that Jesus talks about where the master and he goes to the servants and he gives them all the little talents and, and he gives uh, three of them different, different amounts. And two of the guys go out and they double their amount. They, they double that and, and the investment and they get a return on it. The third guy goes and he buries it. He got it and he just buries it and, and it remains the same. And the master rebukes the guy who buried it and he says, wicked servant, you've been unfaithful. But he looks at the other two that have doubled and grown their investment and he says, you, good and, and well, well done, good and faithful servant. And it was this idea that God gives us things so that we can grow them. He always gives us opportunities in the form of these embryonic ideas, embryonic gifts, meaning that at first they're very small. I mean, Jesus came wrapped up in a baby in a manger. He didn't come as a fully mature man. God put Jesus on the earth as a baby, as something small, and Jesus grew in stature. He grew in influence. He grew in his understanding. And he became a man, and then he gave his life on the cross. Listen, God will give you ideas, and at first they will be very small. But when you're faithful with the little, God provides the increase. Come on, somebody needs to hear that today. Some of you are facing situations right now where you're saying, but I don't have very much. I don't have a lot of money. I don't have a lot of resources. I don't have a lot of opportunity. I don't have a lot of talents. I don't have all these gifts. I don't have it. Listen, you need to stop speaking like that. Stop belittling what you have and understand that God has given you something, no matter how big or small it is, and he's given it to you so that you will grow it into something greater. 
So stop belittling what God gave you and start growing what God gave you. Take that idea that you've got and double it and begin to invest into it and develop it so that you can begin to grow it into something amazing. Listen, God gives you the opportunity, but it's up to you to grow that opportunity because he's a teacher, he's a rabbi, he's wanting to develop you. So if you've got an idea for your business, you need to be faithful with it and let it grow. If you've got an idea on a project or a a ministry or something that you wanna do, stop saying, but yeah, but only three people will come if I do it. You go out and you do it with everything you got. And you wow those three people and you invest into them and you do it with the best of your ability unto God as though you're doing it for the Lord and he will begin to provide the increase. I see this when I do coaching so many times, especially with Christians and pastors and those that that have this church or they have this ministry, but it's not reaching a lot of people and they think, well, what should we do? Should we abandon it and try to do something bigger? And I think, gosh, don't abandon things too fast. Begin to grow what you've got. Be patient patient. Give it all you've got. Treat it as though it's way bigger than it is. I I call it the double down factor. Treat it as though it's double its size. So if you've got a hundred people coming to some ministry that you're doing or some event that you're doing, you need to treat it like 200 people came to it. If you got a thousand people coming to this thing, you need to treat it like 2,000 are. That means you go above and beyond. And guess what? When you plan for the 2,000, even though you've got a thousand, guess what's going to happen? You got it you're gonna grow into the 2,000 because you're gonna treat it with this level of faith and growth and you're gonna give it everything that you've got. So I love what the scripture says in 2 Timothy 2.15. Study to show thyself approved unto God, a workman that needeth not to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. Well, I love that scripture. Study, it says, to show thyself approved unto God. That's the KJV, baby. Study to show thyself approved unto God. You know what the word study is in the Greek? It's spodezo, and it means to hasten or to exert oneself or to give diligence. It means to do something with excellence. So when the Bible says in 2 Timothy to, to study, to show thyself approved unto God, it's basically saying you better do what you do with excellence, to hasten what you do, to, to give diligence to what you do. So when you study, you've got to develop yourself. You've got to dive into this thing and give your all. If you want to be a great disciple, you've got to discipline yourself. That's where the the root word in the word disciple is discipline, or the root word in the word discipline is disciple. That means that you discipline yourself to be a great disciple. So what are some characteristics of a great disciple? a great student of this rabbi Jesus, this guide of the Holy Spirit? How do we become somebody who's maximizing the potential that's within us by becoming the student that we need to be for God? Well, there's three things I want you to think about. Number one is this. They are intentional. Great students, great disciples are intentional. You see, growth is not an automatic process. You don't accidentally grow. Right, No student in class says, I don't even know how I got an A+. It just sort of happened. No, no, no. You have to apply yourself. You've got to give effort. You've got to study to show thyself approved. So a great disciple, a great student is incredibly intentional. They're intentional about what they do. See, listen, you won't learn what you need to know 
until you get in a position to know what you need to learn. Let me say that again. You won't learn what you need to know until you get in a position to know what you need to learn. That means that you've got to have a growth plan. You've got to be intentional. You've got to wake up every day and say, what am I going to do today that's going to intentionally grow my relationship with the Lord in the skills and the opportunities that God has given me? You need to have a growth plan for your life. What is it? I got to be honest with you, and I'm not saying this to brag, but Monday through Friday, five days a week, I wake up every single morning and I get up very early in the morning and I spend about an hour to an hour and a half on my growth plan. And that consists of me reading five different books. I read one on Monday, one on Tuesday, one Thursday, uh, or one Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. And they're five different books, five days a week, and I get through five books every month. That's my growth plan. Now, I also spend time in prayer, and I spend time thinking and developing the opportunities that God gave me. And I could break that down more, but we don't have time for that today. But what is your growth plan? If I sat down with you and said, tell me your growth plan right now, what is it? And if you can't answer that quickly, my friend, I have bad news. You do not have a growth plan. And I've got even some worse news for you. I'm sorry, I don't need to be negative, but if you don't have a growth plan, it's very, very simple. You are not growing. Or let me put it this way. You may be growing, but you're going about five miles an hour when you could be going about 105 miles an hour. Listen, you can't just think that you're going to grow automatically. Just because time passes does not mean that we grow. Just because we get older does not mean that we get better. You only get better when you discipline yourself to be intentional about your growth. So I want to challenge you. What is your growth plan? And if you don't have one, or if you can't answer that very clearly, then I'm telling you, you don't have one. Develop one. I will help you develop one. Contact me. Let me know. I'll let you know what mine is, and maybe you can just take some principles from it and and, and put one for yourself. But listen, get a growth plan. You need to be reading. You need to be reflecting on your experiences. You need to be writing things down? Do you need to have a prayer life? You need to begin to be intentional about growing your gifts and your skills and practicing those things so that you get better and better and better at them. So great disciples, great students. Number one, they're intentional. Number two, they are committed. Think about this. Great students stay in growth mode always. They never stop growing. Albert Einstein said this, it's not that I'm so smart It's just that I stay with problems longer. Listen, Einstein even said it himself. It's not that I'm brilliant. It's that I stay with problems longer than anybody else. Do you know what he was saying? He always is thinking and staying in a growth mode until he figures it out. Too many people abandon the project, abandon the ministry, abandon the business, abandon their dreams and their destiny because they stop growing and they stop moving forward. They think it's just going to automatically come, and when it doesn't happen overnight, they let go of it. Listen, I'm here to tell you, you got to stay committed. Everything is a lesson in the classroom. Vernon Howard said this, always walk through life as though you have something new to learn, and you will. I love it. Listen, you got to make sure that you're getting out everything that you need out of every situation that you go through. Listen, let me say this. Don't pray to get out of a situation because you won't get out of a situation until you get out of the situation what it is you needed to get out of the situation. 
Let me say that again because you're going, what did you just say? Okay, don't pray to get out of a situation because you won't get out of a situation until you get out of the situation what it is you needed to get out of the situation. Does that make sense? You gotta learn through these experiences. You gotta get something out of it in order to get out of it, in order to go on to the next level. That means that you've gotta stay committed to this idea of being a disciple, that no matter what happens, you're always gonna be growing and learning and applying yourself. Third thing is this, great students, great disciples, they are active. A great student doesn't just learn, they apply what they learn. That means that they do something with it. It is not good enough for you just to gain knowledge without turning that into action. Listen, James 1, 22 through 25 says this, do not merely listen to the word and so deceive yourselves. Do what it says. Anyone who listens to the word but does not do what it says is like someone who looks at his face in a mirror and after looking at himself, goes away and immediately forgets what he looks like. But whoever looks intently into the perfect law that gives freedom and continues in it, not forgetting what they have heard, but doing it, they will be blessed in what they do. Wow, that is amazing. James 1, 22 through 25. Listen, you have got to always stay in a growth mode and do what it is that you're learning. Jim Rohn said, don't let your learning lead to knowledge. Let your learning lead to action. The more you apply what you've learned, the more you'll experience God's purposes in your life. Listen, God isn't gonna give you things if you're not gonna be willing to do something with it. Don't expect great dreams in your life if you're not willing to act on those dreams. Don't expect great revelation in your life if you're not gonna be willing to do something with it. Listen, God knows the intent of the heart. If you're not willing to step out and go, don't expect for great things to come showering down on you. But let me say this, for those of you that are willing to go in the step out, you better be expecting great things because it will come because God is faithful to those who are faithful. God is, is going to pour out more to those that use what he's already poured out. When you're faithful with the little, God will always bring you the increase because God is an increaser. He's a maximizer. He's a builder. That's in his DNA is to always be ex expanding and growing. And guys, we are spiritual beings. We were always want to be, do, and have more. That's not greed, although it could get in the greed, but from a spiritual sense, you will always want to be, do, and have more because you're a spiritual being. You are designed to expand. You are designed to stretch and to grow and to become more because God is ever increasing. He's an awesome, awesome God. But the question is, are you an awesome, awesome student? So let me ask you this, what's your spiritual grade? What is it? If you had to give yourself a grade as a student, what are you? What would Jesus give you if, if he were to give you a grade? A, B, C, D, or maybe an F? How good of a student are you? And I don't mean how good you are and are you perfect and you don't ever mess up. I mean, how much are you willing to apply yourself and lean in to when the Lord is teaching you, this Rabbi Jesus? Here's the good news. You can raise your grade and experience the fullness of God in your life. You can literally see your faith go to a new level. And when your faith goes to a new level, your opportunities will go to a new level. 
Oliver Wendell Holmes said this. I, I quote it in my book, Faithology, which, by the way, if you've not got my book, Faithology, friends, shameless plug, but I believe in the book because God's going to use it to raise your faith. You need to get the book, Faithology. It's 12 ideas to help rock your faith. Then I quote Oliver Wendell Holmes in this because I love it. He said, one's mind, once stretched by a new idea, never regains its original dimensions. Listen, I want you to know today that God wants to grow you. God wants to take your faith to a new level. You've got to become a great student in life. You've got to apply yourself to what the Lord is wanting to show you in life. Listen, God wants to develop you guys, but my question is this, are you allowing him to develop you? Unless you get intentional about the development, it's not going to happen. Unless you stay committed to the development, it's not going to happen. And unless you are active to what God is showing you to do, then it's not going to happen. Guys, great disciples, great students are intentional, committed, and active, okay? They are able to do what God's called them to do in their life. Guys, I want to encourage you today. What is it? What is it that is in your future? What is the destiny? What is the dream that God has put in your heart? And guys, remember, you don't go to it as though it's waiting somewhere. You grow into it day by day. So here's what I'm gonna do as a bonus. I wasn't gonna plan on doing this, but I feel like I need to. I wanna, I wanna ask you about your growth plan again. What is your growth plan? I'm just gonna tell you my growth plan real quick, okay? Here's what I do Monday through Friday. I, 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 every, at the beginning of every month, what I do is, is I go through and I pick five books that I'm gonna read that month. And I have categories. And I'll just, for, this is for me. Yours might be a little different and yours might look a little different. But for me, these are the five areas that I always want to be growing in, okay? On, the, on Monday, the category is faith. So I pick a book each month that is a faith-driven, faith-based book that I'm going to read. On Tuesday, I study my Bible. So I pick a book of the Bible or I pick a, a, a certain um topic about what I want what I want to learn about from God's word specifically. And on Tuesday I spend time doing that. On Wednesday, it's a leadership category. So I get a leadership book that I go through. I pick one for each month. And then on Thursday, it's a business book because I do a lot of business coaching. Uh, I, I own my own business. I have a lot of different things in the business community. So I pick a book there that I'm growing. And then on Friday is innovation or creativity. Um, part of my calling in life is, is innovation and creativity and helping people with that. So I always want to be learning and developing that in my own life. So I've got faith. I've got the Bible. I've got leadership. I've got business. And I've got innovation and creativity on Friday. And what I do is, is I pick five books based on those categories. So I have a faith-based book. I have a Bible book. I have a leadership book, a business book, and a creative book. And what I do is, is I go through in the beginning of each month and I figure out how many weeks are in the month. So usually there's about four weeks in each month. So what I'll do is, is I'll go to the book and I'll basically take however many pages are in it, say there's 200 pages in the book, and I'll break it up into four different weeks. So I know that every Monday on my faith-based book, for example, if it's 200 pages, I know that I've got to read 50 pages a week in that book. So I earmark it in the book, and I've got them all sectioned out in the four different sections, and I do that for all five of these books. So on Monday morning, I wake up, and I start the book, and I know I've got to read from here to there. And when I'm done, I close the book, I make highlights, I jot down all the notes that I took, all the things that God is showing me and teaching me, and I write those down, and I, and I journal those in my own life. 
And I do this Monday through Friday, literally every morning of every week. I've been doing this for years, and I, and I go through five books a month that way in the five different categories that I want to learn and grow in. And so, and then from there, what I'll do each morning is I'll spend some time uh, in prayer, and I've got my categories for prayer Monday through Friday. I won't get into those, but on Monday, I have specific prayer categories on Tuesday, on Wednesday, on Thursday, and Friday, and I spend time in my prayer journal, and I, I pray for those specific areas each week. And then from there, I have what I call my thinking time, and what I do is, is I take out my notepads, my brainstorming things, and I have different categories that I think about Monday through Friday. So for example, on Monday, it's faith-based, it's church, it's ministry-driven things, and so I just spend about a half hour thinking and brainstorming about new ideas. On Tuesday, it'll be about content within the Bible and teaching material. I do a lot of speaking, and I do a lot of writing, of course, and that, so I will work on content from the Bible. On Wednesday, it's leadership. I focus on developing leadership and all the things that I do within there, and you get the point. On Friday, it's business. I do brainstorming about new business opportunities and ventures that I'm working on, and then on Friday, the creative angle, I do that. So you get the point. And so I basically have three blocks. I have a study block where I read, I have a prayer block, and then I have a thinking block. And I do that Monday through Friday. So that's it in a nutshell of my growth plan. My question is this, what's yours? Now, yours doesn't have to look like mine. It doesn't have to be that in depth. It doesn't have to be that crazy. Listen, that has evolved over the years took me a while to develop that but get started somewhere tell me your growth plan what is it get it down figure out what you're going to do to be an intentional disciple and a student so that you can maximize your life and everything that God's called you to do guys thanks for tuning in once again I hope this helped you a little bit today be a great disciple be somebody that truly applies themselves and we'll see you next time here on the faithology podcast thank you for listening to the faithology podcast To get more of John's resources, visit his website at www.johnbarrettblog.com.